Welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast presented by the Athens Limestone County Public Library. Each episode brings you into the library to meet our collection of people making an impact on the community of Athens and Limestone County, Alabama. Good afternoon. Welcome to Between the Stacks at the Athens Limestone County Public Library. My name is Melinda Jones, and I'm the Adult Outreach and New Programs Coordinator here at the library. And today with me, I have local author Teresa Smizer, and she's going to share with us a little bit about her books and her writings. And then I have some questions I'm going to ask her, and then we're just kind of going to have a little talk just about books and all kinds of good stuff like that. Uh, Teresa was with us at our uh, Tennessee Valley Literary Festival back in July, and so we are happy to have her back in the library today with us to answer some questions. Thank you so much for coming this afternoon, Teresa. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you asking. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your books and some of the titles and what they're about. Recently, I've been writing um, medieval Renaissance-type books. They're about in the 1600s in Scotland and England because I like that sort of thing with castles, horses, swords. That prompted me to write the series, the Warrior Bride series. Right now, it has three books in it, and they're all on Amazon. And then I'm working on my fourth book, which is about three-fourths completed. Okay, all right. So tell us, when do you find the best time to write for you is? Are you a morning writer, an afternoon, or an evening writer? I'm more of a morning girl. I like to wake up and get up and get started because as the day goes on, I get a little lethargic and I want to take a nap and I'm not quite as sharp. So if I get started in the mornings, that's best for me. Okay, so do you find that you write every day, or do you just write every other day? Do you have a set schedule for your writing? How does that work? A set schedule would be great, and it's probably the best thing to do for writers that keeps you on track, but unfortunately, I've not been able to do that this year, and so I write when I am uh, feeling well, which is still in the mornings, but um, it's best to have a schedule. Okay, yes. I think I would have to have a schedule, too. I think I would kind of have to know when I was, what day I was supposed to write, maybe the time frame, all that. That would work best for me, too. So, tell us some things you wish you had known before you started a writing career. Just share with us a few things. I wish I'd known more about the craft itself. I went in blind. I thought, oh, it's just writing a book. How hard can it be? But I was really rusty on my punctuation which my English teachers would cringe, I'm sure, when they saw me, my first uh, draft. I also, when I attended a um, writer's group here in Athens at the university, one of the things they talked about was POV, and I had no idea what they were talking about, point of view. And I didn't know there were several types of point of view. So I really was ignorant in those type things. And the main thing I would say from that is I need lots of training. So I started going to conferences and writers groups and learning from others. So I wish I'd known a little bit more than I did when I first started. Gotcha. That definitely probably would have been helpful. So what's the best advice you received as a writer? I would say from Jerry Jenkins. He's the writer of Left Behind series. He said, conflict, conflict, conflict. So in every chapter of my books, there's some type of conflict, whether it's relational, spiritual, mental, physical, whatever, whether it's conflict with yourself or with others. And that keeps the story moving forward and it doesn't become boring. 
So I would say that's probably one of the best things he said. He also said, read a lot. So I try to read a lot of different genres because I fit different genres in my own, which are uh, adventure romance novels, but there's also mystery in them and sometimes a little suspense. So it's helpful for me to read other authors who write those type books. So I like to read a lot, which helps me with my writing as well. Gotcha. So do you have any advice to give to budding writers, to, to writers who are just wanting to get started? What kind of advice would you give to them? I would say to avail yourself to attend um, a conference, a writer's conference, and maybe join a group, whether it's online or um, in your own town, so that you can gain lots of information that's going to help you as a writer and maybe even direct you in the way you want to go because some people start out and they're not even sure what they want to write. And that is very helpful. And anytime you can learn from someone else, that's always helpful. So I would say do that first and then start deciding which direction you want to go and what you want to write. So at what age did you decide or know that you wanted to have a writing career? How did that happen for you? I was in my 50s. I'd already uh, raised my two children. They were already up and graduated from college. And my daughter and I would share books with each other because she still lived at home at that time before she married. And we would talk about the books we read. And there were a few that we said, oh, my goodness, that was so boring. So we, she goes, Mom, you could do better than that. When they were growing up, she would always want me to tell stories to her and use my imagination. And she really stretched me as a mother. <laughs> really, she was stalling and didn't want to go to nap time, but I would make up stories and she'd say, make it up about that picture on the wall. And so that kind of started me that direction. So when she said, you can do better than that, and I said, well, maybe I will. So the challenge was on and I took it, but I was in my fifties when I started. Wow, that is amazing. That is really neat. So, you know, they always say that each of us has a story to tell or has a story to write. And I really believe that's true. I really do. I really do. Okay, so tell me about what books and authors you read for fun or for inspiration. Share with us those kind of things. Well, since I tend to go toward medieval Renaissance type books, I've been reading Tamara Lee and also Jody Headland. They have uh, some medieval stories. Tamara is a little bit lengthier than what I like to read. I liked it to be 300 pages or around there. And uh, Tamara tends to go a little longer, like 400 pages. So my attention isn't always that good. But she's a very good writer of medieval stories, and I like to read those two to help me and to see if I'm kind of headed in the right direction or if I'm doing okay with my books as well. But I also like to read Terry Blackstone and Danny Petrie with their suspense novels, as I said, because sometimes I incorporate things like that into my books as well. So it helps me to read their type things. So I like those four ladies, I guess you'd say. Okay. Well, very interesting. So um, do you find it difficult to market your books and sell your books? Did you self-publish? Walk me kind of through that avenue a little bit. Okay. Uh, The first few books I did, I did self-publish those because getting an agent or getting a publisher is very challenging in this business. 
and I went the route of doing it myself so that I could get it out there and to see what people thought and what they said. And But marketing it is one of the hardest parts of it. Writing the story is the fun part. Marketing is the hard part. And I would uh, have book signings, and that worked well. And I also got on Facebook in several different groups. And sometimes I would just advertise it on my own Facebook page because I had a lot of followers from different states that we've lived in. So basically, lots of friends bought my books, which was great. But And then I would try to put at the end of the books, please leave a review or tell your friends if you enjoyed this book so that that is a constant reminder of them to do that. And in fact, I just received an email from someone in New York that I have no idea who she is or how she found out about my book, but she was asking me a question about something I'd said in the book, and I found that very interesting. I uh, enjoy conversing back and forth with her through email. You never know who's going to pick up your book, but if you do have something inside the book that says, please leave me a review or tell your friends about it, that's helpful as well. So I'm still working on the marketing part because I don't really like the marketing part either, but it's a must. And I, um, but I did have a publisher at one point for one of my books. That also was an interesting journey through that because they wanted me to change a lot of things in my story that didn't always sit well with me, but I had to do it anyway because I'd signed a contract. And it took a year for us to work through it, where when you self-publish, you write what you want and you put it out there immediately. But after the year, we got it out there. And then um, because of something they were unable to follow through with, the publisher, we were able to amicable separation between us. I was not penalized in any way because it was on their end that they were unable to hold up part of the contract. So I decided it was best for me to cut ties there and go back to self-publishing until I found maybe a better fit in the publisher or agent area. That's what a lot of um, the local writers have shared with us, just the journey of how hard it is to get, you know, find someone to take you on. And then, as you say, they want you to take stuff out. They want to change stuff. They want, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of local authors have shared that with us that, about how hard it is. So. And that's kind of hard when you've worked so hard to get the story out of what you want to say. And you're like, it is my story. <laughs> yes, that's so. true. So one question that I have for you, it's really intrigued me because um, we had an author here in the library talk about it. I, do you ever have writer's block? Do you believe in writer's block? Do you think writers get writer's block? I guess you could. I've not actually had what I would call writer's block where I can't write at all because when I'm not writing, even though I'm not writing, or right at my computer, I could constantly be thinking about it when I'm washing dishes. Do I want the this part of the story to go this direction? And I play that out in my mind. Or do I want it to go in this direction? I'll play that out in my mind and decide which way I want it to go. Because it all has to fit together smoothly so that it's not jumping around and not making sense. Or you can't say the character's going to do something over here and then you never follow through with it. So... That's how I don't have writer's block, I guess, because I constantly think about it, even if I'm not writing. 
And then if I get to a point I don't know what I want in that particular chapter, I skip on because I know what I want in the next chapter. And then I might come back and fill that in. But most of the time I've already thought it through so much, (laughs) worn myself out with it, I can get it down. But, you know, there might be people who have writer's block. Okay. So do you let your family read it before you get it published or do they have to wait until it's published and then see the copy? How do you, how do you write, how do you work that? Well, I have had up until this past year, my mother would always read it ahead of time and she loved to make corrections because that's what she used to do. But um, she passed away last year, so I don't have her to do that anymore. And my husband will read it if I give it to him. But my other family members actually say, nope, we want to wait until it's out in print, and I want to get the book in my hand, and I don't want to know anything else. So they aren't really that hepped up on reading it ahead of time. Okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So share with us a little bit about the writers group that that meets here in Athens. Share a little bit about that with us. Yes, the name of it is North Alabama Writers Group, and we meet every third Saturday at 11 a.m., and right now we're meeting at Panera Bread. In the writers group, we can exchange ideas. We can read each other's excerpts or something they're writing, or if they have a question, and then sometimes we'll have someone in the group that will have a specific thing they're going to teach about at the particular writers group. It might be point of view, or it might be about characters or whatever, so that We have a variety of things that we can do at the writers group, and we invite anyone that's within the area near Athens, Alabama, to come and join us the third uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. at Panera Bread on 72. Okay, great. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. We look forward to our listeners being able to know that, and if anybody's out there and they're thinking about it or they're already an author, they would love for you to join them and and talk with them. And it's always fun to just get a lot of book people together. You can learn a lot with a lot of book people together. So Yes, yes. So as we're going to end up our interview, just share with us what you're reading right now and maybe who one of your favorite authors is. Recently, I've been reading uh, several books by Jodi Headland. Hers is more geared toward uh, young adults but I found them interesting, and they're page-turners most of the time, which is what I want, and they're within the page limit of what I like, you know, 250 to 300 pages. And she's a a very good author, and you can find her anywhere, I think, and uh, has won some awards for her writing, and she's a medieval girl. She also does a lot of other books as well, but those are the ones I've been focusing on lately. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for Between the Stacks. Have a nice afternoon. Thank you. You've been listening to Between the Stacks, a podcast from the Athens Limestone County Public Library. To hear other recordings from our Library Voices podcast series, check out our website at alcpl.org. Library Voices is also now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 